0: <laughs> one for each other and all for one The three brave amigos are we Brother to brother and everyone A brave amigo Wherever they need us Our destinies lead us Amigos, we're always together <laughs> Hello and welcome along to the three amigos episode F- podcast. I'm the Marple Curse and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars who you can find on Twitter at Mars05 and Kylie who you can find at KylieFPL. Make sure you're following our group account at 3amigosFBL. In this Getting to Know You mini-series we've interviewed in- FBL managers from all over the world as it's our mission to let our listeners get to know the people behind the FBL accounts. We interact with each week. To do that, we've come up with 20 questions, which will reveal exactly who they are. With the amigos now, we have Phil, who we should all know and love from his Twitter account at Hindu Monkey. Phil, you're very welcome to the show. Are you ready to bear your soul to the FBL community? I most certainly am. Excellent. Well, come here. We'll get you crack in, Phil, with the uh, with the first question. First of all, describe describe for our listeners and um, tell them a little bit about yourself. Maybe uh, give tell us tell us where the monkey resides, which jungle.
1: <laughs> well, um, uh, firstly, many thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, longtime listener, first time caller. I am a <laughs> Hindu monkey, as, as you already said, but mainly and, and predominantly known as Phil, um, kind of particularly in my workplace. PJ to some of my oldest friends and Philip to my mother. I was um, originally uh, born in New Zealand, actually, but came over here as a small boy and was bred A neighbor? In a neighbor. Well, yeah. Have a thought. Yes. Distantly
2: yeah. removed.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but yeah, I was not there for very long—only kind of 18 months. Not not really um, long enough to form form an attachment, but but kind of brought back over here uh, to England and and kind of grew up in in Bath on the same streets as one Ashley Barnes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <Excellent. Loving it. laughs>
2: we do like when people arrive prepared
1: sorry that was, that was quite a bit no. louder than i thought it was sorry i'll uh i'll, oh, I'll try brilliant. and find a less intimidating one for for the next shout out nope. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard me street. it that's very true very true so I, um, I now live in Sheffield where I have ever since kind of university really and uh, work in internet marketing for a, a, local, a local firm and I do a lot of kind of spreadsheet and strategy work in my job and this has always led quite naturally into my kind of fantasy football obsession uh, and I, I, would, I would probably probably be doing it a disservice if I didn't call it that at this stage, it very much is an obsession. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're I think all unique creatures in that regard because no one who who follows it uh, they just they really don't get it. It's like that in my workplace. They all love football, but they all think I'm an absolute weirdo when it, when I start getting enthusiastic about fantasy football out of nowhere. Yes,
1: um, yes, I, I certainly get that. I think I've got I've got a few kindred spirits, um, you know, at work and outside, and which which is nice. My uh, my boss is thankfully a, a very big. Uh, fpl fan as well which means that um kind of uh you know fantasy talk in the workplace is, is kind of is kind of often uh often allowed um which is which is which is obviously obviously kind of nice um but i think there's a tipping point with with kind of fpl i don't i don't really can't, I can't really remember when mine was whereby you know you have people who obviously like you know look at you with kind of an ashen face when you mention it mm-hmm. and then you have people who just kind of play it um uh, Kind of, kind of, very loosely, and and then 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 the kind of like the levels of obsession start to kind of incrementally kind of build in, and then you get to that point where you go kind of full FPL, and and from there it's yeah that's that's it from now on you you are an FPL player and you know you are defined as much by that as you are anything else. Exactly.
2: There's no going back. But actually, speaking of of definitions, this is one of my favourite questions. So. If you weren't human, which animal would your personality match best, and why? So, what's your spirit animal?
1: Well, my my handle is is my Twitter handle is obviously a monkey, oh,
2: yeah.
1: and uh, I I I love I love cats, but my but my I think my spirit animal is is definitely a bear. I think I think because I'm I'm very warm and and cuddly one minute, but if I get a fawn in my paw about something, I'm just as likely to maul you. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a, a, good, a good friend of mine who I used to work with uh, used to call me grizzly when I was in a bad mood and Tenderheart from the Care Bears when I was in a good one. And and I still think that's one of the kind of most accurate descriptions of the kind of the kind of two sides of my personality that I've heard.
2: I love that one of them is a Care Bear, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that one goes back.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, tell us, Phil, when and how did you first get into FBL and football in general? So when uh, you came back to Bath was uh when was your first interaction maybe with live football or with the football team? I know yeah, you support well,
1: them. So. Well, my um my, my parents weren't <laughs> um weren't football fans. Obviously Bath's a big a big rugby a rugby town mm, and you know, course, my dad yeah. is a rugby fan. So it was my grandparents who who got me into football really. Uh and I used to go over there um, and kind of stay with them on a Sunday and and first, kind of watch the games, and they were a they were a Spurs Spurs and Arsenal fan. So my uh, my granddad was an Arsenal fan, and my grandma was a Spurs fan. And I used <laughs> to watch it. Well, you watch the games of them as a child, and I I got kind of so tired of them arguing about which team I should support out of the two that I eventually decided to support Manchester United randomly, uh, just because I went I, down well Yeah. <laughs> Just because I love, I loved their players at the time. Uh, Brian Robson was was my childhood hero, and that was the time with kind of Strachan, Whiteside, Jasper Olsen, names that will mean absolutely nothing whatsoever to no, Kylie. I was waiting for that, you know I mean? absolutely <laughs>
2: waiting for that to come in. <laughs> <Note> <laughs> my silence in the background. Like, if I don't move, they won't know I'm here.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, I actually started supporting. Uh, um, United the season Ferguson took over, so as as you can imagine, the kind of the last few years have been have been a bit of a shock. Yeah, I'd imagine so. But um, so you remember a big
0: Ron Atkinson as manager, all the bling and the flipping. Uh, yeah, the well like I said he was just so
1: he was he was kind of a manager when I was I started kind of getting into them and stuff, and then I suppose I kind of formally declared my allegiance as a small boy when when okay. Sir Alex took over. And um and then yeah uh, and people forget like when I was when I was you know I was then obviously perpetually called a kind of glory hunter throughout most of my kind of like kind of teens and early twenties but um, everyone was was Liverpool and Everton fans at the time um you know when I went to school and you know Manchester United were were you know rubbish for those kind of it first really years. Were, yeah. and, and and then it, it just kind of it kind of obviously kind of snowboarded to the to the period of success and and now to the kind of apathy like state that we're that we're in right now with with Man United
0: it's kind of like we like to try to do in FPL which is get ahead of a trend you got ahead of, ahead of a trend with Man United
1: it's kind of it's, it's actually quite good from an FPL perspective now because I have almost no temptation to ever put Manchester United players in my team. So you know there there is that, but I don't have that kind of club loyalty whereby I'm like, well, oh, you know, I really want to fit, you know, I really want to fit a certain player in my team because they play for Man United. And uh, you know, right now I'm just I'm just happy to accept any kind of win that comes along, at kind of any point really. And uh, what the FPL um, uh, uh, kind of connotations are about that? I take as secondary. Excellent. So in, in terms of um fantasy football, I've 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 played I've played fantasy football as Ever since it was invented, as far as I can tell, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure I was I was there from from the days of sending it off in the post as a kid through to Badil and Skinner doing fantasy football show up to the kind of creation of of kind of FBL as we as we know it now. It's uh, I can't I can't really recall a, a stage of kind of not playing it, although I suppose I've only really been playing it kind of seriously, I would say, for about kind of seven or eight years, which is still a kind of pretty, pretty, you know, pretty long time. Mm. Yeah, I would
0: love actually if they brought back, um, like the fantasy football show, the Badil and Skinner, I love that too. And I was, um, but there's nothing really like that on now. I mean, I know the official FBL um, channel have done a lot of different content, but there was nothing in
1: that kind of style. No, know, no like- nothing at all. And I, 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 one of the things that I've, always try to bring to the kind of Twitter community is, it, and, and as of several others, you know, uh, FBL Partridge being a very obvious example, is just, it's just, it's just a sense of humour. And, and, you know, the fantasy football show, which Badil and Skinner did was very funny. And uh, I, obviously the, the kind of official channel is, is kind of quite serious and kind of po And I, I just, I just, you know, there, which is also what I like about Twitter, the, you know, I think we should be kind of having a laugh a, a little bit at these kind of the absurdities of, the kind of certain scenarios that kind of unfold uh, with VAR now more than ever when, you know, you know, eight points become, you know, minus one in a heartbeat and stuff. And, I, I, you know, I, 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 like, I like that side of things. Whilst it's obviously you go through a lot of kind of angst and kind of frustrations when you're in the moment, um, they're also the kind of points that you kind of remember. And certainly, yeah, some sort of format where we're kind of yeah, I think kind of largely kind of kind of kind of laughing at that would, um, yeah, would 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 be very welcome.
2: No, I think you have to. Otherwise, we'd all be absolute lunatics, and and just more so than we are now.
1: So uh, tell us um,
3: when and how did this with bond start? Like, why, why bond? <laughs> <laughs>
1: an old school train this time <laughs> well I think I think I think,
3: I think it's as a, fast as Barnes to be fair
1: <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a short answer and a long answer I think I think the short answer is that um, you don't you don't choose Ashley Barnes he chooses you <laughs> and uh, it, it, it it started I think a couple of a couple of seasons ago when I was I was I was struggling kind of towards the back end of the season and, and I brought Barnes in when he barely played and he he kind of smashed it towards the kind of kind of back end and he was a real a real differential for me and I, I climbed the ranks and, you know, I started watching him play and he was just one of those people that just like, oh, he's really, you know, he's an entertaining little player, isn't he? You know, he gets around and he was really doing business and then um, I was expecting him at the start of last season to kind of come in and hit the ground running again and he was one of those players I kind of kept my eye on and he just never kind of really started um, in kind of Burnley's kind of campaign. We obviously have a Europa to contend with but, but then he got back in the team and, um, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of, you know, got him in my team kind of relatively quickly and kind of cashed in on those points. And it, it's one of these things that it kind of started as a little bit, a little bit of a joke. And it's, it's obviously massively kind of snowballed. And I started then kind of learning kind of more about him as I watched him. I realized we grew up in the same place. I used to, I used to play cricket against his club. I've got mates who know his brother just you know he's just amazing kind of character he, some of these facts that you find on him like the fact that he'd steal carpools with Westwood every day and they pick up academy members to take them to the ground and they call it ash cabs he's um you know <laughs> he, he's, he's an absolute baller he's just such an enjoyable player to kind of cheer for and what, what I love about FPL is that it takes these players and teams who you would never have considered cheering for and, and just kind of turns them into kind of absolute heroes. And kind of Barns kind of became that for me and I just started talking about it a lot more and just started, you know, obviously, you know, coming out with this kind of Barnes train kind of kind of idea and people just seemed to kind of really liked it. And then I thought, well, you know what, actually, I, I looked at the stats, I looked at the fixtures for the first start of this season. And I was like, you know, I, I honestly think Ashley Barnes is the best striker in that price range to start this season. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to obviously put a little bit of kind of comedy in it as well so that people don't think I'm, I'm being... Deadly serious about this, and and then and then yeah, it's just gone kind of crazy, really, because obviously he kind of smashed. What, you it mean you're not one. serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> deadly serious. I just, um, but you know, I, I think I, I, I certainly I, I did expect him to score against Southampton, and I'll be honest, I expected him to score against Arsenal, but um, for him to then skill score a worldie against um, uh, you know, against Wolves as well. Um, so much so that uh, you know, but the fact that he, you know, was completely marked out by game by Joel Matt at the weekend seems to have been just, just kind of brushed over by the community and we're already already getting more passengers ready for uh, for Game Week five and his fantastic run that he's about to embark on. So I think it's very much a case of uh everyone now needs to, you know, kind of obviously kinda of look at Ashley Barnes and uh
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All get on board. I am all I'm aboard for for anyway. Listen. Yeah, well, I mean, you've you've learned your lesson the hard way, Kylie, really, haven't you? So.
2: I have. And, you know, I, I did deserve it, OK, because like you, Ashley Barnes has historically been very good to me. And I think that little run that you were talking about a couple of seasons ago, I benefited from that. And despite everything, despite the train, I decided not to board it. And now I'm stuck with the Shotter, who is horrible and I hate him and I want him out of my team, and I, yeah. And that's what happens when
3: you choose a player because of their name and looks over quality of football.
2: I didn't choose him (laughs) based on their name or a look. He's not Giroud. And, by the way, I don't even have Giroud in my team, so it's not like I'm I'm too ruthless. eh? (laughs) That's true. Uh, I was going to say, actually, it was hilarious that first week when uh, Barnes scored... And I remember thinking, oh, my God, your mentions must be going insane, such to the point that my entire Twitter feed was full of people tagging you in. That was, it was just like an endless stream of Barnes Train at Hindu Monkey. He scored. That was crazy. You just must have, like, been inundated.
1: Uh, yes, there was there was quite a few um, kind of, I actually what was that? because I watched the first half of the Burnley Southampton game and it was kinda of nil nil. It was a pretty rubbish game, Barnes didn't really do much. And and I start, you know, it was half time I was like, hmm I was like this is uh, you know, I was like I know there's still a half left, but you know, with Jay Rodriguez, he'd smashed it in pre-season. And I was like, if we get to if we get to around an hour mark here and nothing happens, I'm start, I'm gonna I'm going to get pretty nervous and I was bracing myself. if he Blank's here or gets his, you know, you know, he he obviously likes getting booked and walks away with one point. His training is going to derail kind of really quickly. And then, you know, I I just, you know, I saw the, you know, I heard, I heard the first goal go in and yeah, it was both kind of relief and elation and then, you know, kind of tweeted it straight away. But then, then got, got about kind of, you know, kind of 20 or 30 kind of mentions straight away. And then suddenly got a kind of load more. And I remember then going back to the Burnley Twitter feed and thinking, oh, they're still tweeting about Barnes's goal. that He scored, you know, about five minutes ago. Oh, yeah. But it's all dawning on me that he'd actually scored again. So I didn't even realise he scored a second goal. Um, and so... Then, yeah, it just it just went absolutely kind of kind of mental from that. And then, you know, we've had grime chats. We've had we've had doodles. Um, you know, we've we've just had, um, you know, all this kind of <laughs> all this kind of stuff that's just bombarded me. And now I now just just anything related to to Ashley Barnes, as far as I can tell on the Internet, somebody will tag me in to it yeah. at, at, at some certain time. I mean, when people are, seem to be spotting him in you know, in Five Guys or just kind of out on the street in Alton Towers. And they're (laughs) tweeting me to say that they've seen Ashley Barnes.
2: (laughs) It is. It is (laughs) actually crazy. It was like that a bit with Giroud. I remember um, just randomly people tagging in, oh, he's in the team sheet. Oh, he's done this. Oh, he's playing for France. There's his beard. And I'm like, okay. it just takes a life of its own.
1: Yeah. yes it does but i'm very grateful for it at the same time at the end of the day it's something that's um kind of you know it's it's exploded in a in a kind of very kind of positive way and uh the, the majority of people that have interacted with it have have seen a have seen kind of funny side of it and you know and he's an under he's, he's an underdog he plays a burnley he's not fashionable it's it's not like you know kind of kind of starting a, you know, a kind of Rashford train or, or kind of, you know, someone at a kind of a high profile club. He's, you know, I think I think, you know, as I was saying earlier, FBL gives us these opportunities to cheer for people who we who we kind of wouldn't wouldn't normally kind of cheer for at some of these smaller clubs. Um, although, although the flip side of, of that is also true, which is which is why I would now obviously kind of cross the road to avoid Philip Anderson.
2: Oh yeah. Completely understandable. And so moving away from Felipe Anderson, because I know he's not going to be involved in the answer to this question at all, but what is your favorite FPL memory?
1: Um what do you mean apart from the start to this season?
2: <laughs> yeah, other than that. <laughs>
1: um so I think I think I probably probably would take it, but the um the other one I thought of before then was uh, it was it was a Monday night football memory um, about kind of three, three years ago, I think. And I was I was on a holiday and uh, I, I came back from a holiday. I was I was I can't remember why I went. It was somewhere in Europe, but we weren't going with somewhere particularly good kind of signal. And I was missing all the kind of weekend games. But I was coming back Monday afternoon and the, and the Monday night football game. Was Stoke versus um, versus kind of somebody West Brom it kind of might have been. That's thrilling stuff that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing whatsoever to get excited about. But everyone in my uh, in my kind of mini league, there was good fixtures for Aguero, Kane, all the kind of all the kind of big hitters. And I kind of looked at my team and I was like, yeah, I just I just I don't like the fact that I'm going to be going away for the weekend. I'm not even going to know the results until I touch back down on Monday afternoon. So I, I bought in and captained Joe Allen. Who was, uh, who was who was who was playing for Stoke uh, at the time, and um, kind of came back. I remember coming back on the front and kind of checking, kind of instantly, you know, surreptitiously at the baggage of things as soon as I got signal again, uh, and saw that all the captains had blanked. You know, kind of that weekend, it was a really low scoring week, and I hadn't lost kind of any ground on kind of any of the people I was I was playing in my mini leagues with, and I still had Joe Allen. As captain to play, and so I got home that monday night and and Stoke won two 0 and he assisted both wilfred Bonnie goals uh, got two bonus and got eleven points twenty two point captain hall and it was just it was just such a kind of brilliant feeling about just the absolute random punt that kind of Kind of paid off, and all my mates in, in my kind of mini leagues were kind of so angry. And, you know, that was kind of classic FBL comments of like, you know, you know, you know, the game is buggered when you know, Aguero, Kane and Salah do jack all, and you know, Joe Allen punt is the top captain scorer this week. So, <laughs> well, so that, was, it's that was a great memory.
3: To, yeah, it's fair to say, captaining Joe Allen is not going to be an advice you give to somebody who's starting out FBL career so if somebody like you know four games in if if somebody if i was a newbie coming in right now i'll think what on earth is going on people are crying people are shouting some are happy wild card what tactical advice would you give to somebody who was about to start um you know fbo and
1: i don't, think it can't be captaining ashley bonds <laughs> no well i've not done that yet that's something that's uh that, that will happen scandal um, uh... I'm eyeing eyeing Villa. Is it Villa at home? He's got soon, I think, on or, or Norwich. I think you know. So I think I might be swayed there. But uh, now, in terms of kind of new players, I, I, I always say kind of kind of watch the games and do your own research. I, I know that someone won it recently who famously didn't didn't watch a lot of the games or any of the games. But that's that's certainly kind of kind of not for me. I think the more football you can watch, the the better you'll understand the players who are in form and are kind of playing particularly well for their clubs and And then, kind of do your own research off the back of it don't be swayed by the herd, um, but above all, just just kind of pay attention i think I think a lot of people have tried to make f b l more complicated than it really is it 's a very simple game, and I think if you understand football, follow it, and remember to actually do your team every week you 've got as much chance as anyone
0: yeah totally keep it keep it simple but uh, tell us, Phil, if you could reverse one decision you've or move you 've ever made in f b l what would that be
1: um well, the two from last season stand out. I'll, I'll move swiftly past the first one because I think half the community, obviously, uh, triple captain Leroy Sane, when they had the opportunity to go for Sergio Aguero instead, but that will that will haunt me for for some time. But actually, the one that made me angrier was was earlier in the season, and and that was buying Theo Walcott. And <laughs> and, and the reason the reason why. Why that angered me so much it was because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not often swayed by the herd. And, and it, you know, as I've just said, it's advice that I deliberately go to people in terms of make their own decisions. And this was this was an example where every fibre of my being told me not to get Theo Walker. I, I'd seen that the game he played previously he was anonymous. But for the kind of goal and assist, I think he got there was no kind of really kind of supportive stats he, he's a known fantasy troll. He, he ruined my team before. I just I just don't like him as, as an FBL player. Everton didn't give me any sense so we're going to suddenly score lots of goals. But as it just got increasingly close to deadline, I still hadn't made my transfer. And it just felt it was it was it was probably the only moment where it just felt being very part of a Twitter community that, every single person was buying fear walk-on. I, like, well, I don't have... I had, I had a serious case of fear of missing out. Yeah, FOMO yeah exactly, was, that, exactly
0: uh,
2: that. You just had to drop that in. Uh, there. Uh, okay.
0: The formal expert.
2: <laughs> Word of the week, or phrase of the week, I guess, now that you've learned it. What? what, what hold on, sorry, what was it you said it was? You just Again. Said it all
0: the time. No, Kylie, Kylie, let's move on with the podcast. I didn't mean to... Just... <laughs> so, yeah. It was, was... flavour
3: flavor of the month.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that was it, yeah. The flavor of the month. <laughs> uh, so Walcott was flavor of the month.
1: He was. And he mean, was he yeah. was rubbish and I knew he was rubbish. And yeah. And it was just one of those moments where you can't even like you know, I know we all you know, Captain Hindsight is is one of my <laughs> you know, I, I do love Captain Hindsight, but you know, it was I couldn't even kind of go on and kind of rant about it because I was so angry. I, I just kind of seethed and then And then what? What made it worse? I inexplicably kept him in my team for ages out of kind of misplaced stubbornness. But like, you know what? No, no, I am gonna keep this bastard in until he actually does something for me. And yeah, then just just saw him get worse. (laughs) And we all know
2: how that ended. (laughs)
1: So yeah.
2: So you're the boss of FPL for one day, and aside from maybe banning Walcott and Anderson for good, uh, you can change one rule or feature in the game. What
1: would it be? Okay, well, I'm slightly cheating. I got I got two here, but I'll I'll go past the first one quickly, uh, which is I would abandon captains mainly because I am so terrible at, at getting them right. I, I punt too often out of boredom. Um, for every Joe Allen, um, there's a there's a complete failure that that kind of hasn't got right. But given given that's not going to happen, I, I would I would the other the other rule I would really like to change is I'd really like to see some points for for DMs and, and kind of centre-mids. And I know people say it's a game about cheering for goals and assists, and they want to kind of keep that element. But the thing is, I, I love all aspects of football. And, and the way the game is set up, the way FBL is set up, means that over half all the listed players in the games are essentially obsolete. And I, w- I would really like something to change so that we can bring so many more of those players into the game, and and so I think some form of point system for that kind of pool of kind of particularly those central midfielders, which just like nobody picks, uh, I would I would certainly like to see.
3: What do you mean, man? I love my midfield too of Kante and Gunduzi, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they
2: give well, you Gonduzzi so many points. <laughs> sweet, you
3: know. Well, Gunduzi did, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't have Gunduzi or Kante but no, I I I completely I I, I agree, and I know what you mean. Um and i don 't really play Sky, but it could be something that they look into
1: because i think I believe Sky does that right Yes, yeah, sky Sky does that, and um yeah. i think it's not it's not just i think also because of the way that they 've priced it this year and because of the constant classification of of what are essentially forwards as midfielders means that you just you just have so many players in in the game if you, if you think of you know how many players are actually listed in the game to how many kind of players. Amongst kind of serious kind of FBL uh, kind of kind of participants, actually kind of get MS their squads. It's probably only about thirty to forty once the season progresses. Mm. Uh, and, and I just think the way of expand any way of expanding that is going to make the game a little bit more random, give you more choice, move away from a template, which I, I just think I just think can only be a good thing. Participants, that's such a
3: flush way of saying FBL players or managers. <laughs> well,
1: I <remember> <laughs> well, I am. So from as
3: as an as, FPL part- as in uh, really i did not <laughs> um as an FPL participant uh describe yourself
1: in three words uh yeah i, I well, I've, I've i've come up with passionate analytical and and patience uh patient rather than patience i should say and <laughs> the uh the, the reason i put those in that order is because um I think passionate would be a polite way of describing some of my reactions at times kind of during the game week I'd very much steer towards the the kind of Mars rant than the kind of Don pragmatism so and, and I will often you know kind of kind of throw the toys or get very kind of doom and gloom uh, and certainly those who are in kind of some kind of more private kind of group chats with me will certainly see that kind of Dark kind of grizzly bear side of my personality when kind of things aren't going my way, but <laughs> but then um, I very rarely kind of do anything kind of during that point in terms of kind of rage transfers or kind of wild card or anything. I I will then kind of take stock later in the evening and kind of look at it from an analytical point of view, which is which is why I kind of use that word, and, and then ultimately. I'm actually a very patient player. I don't I don't make a lot of transfers. I, I don't tend to make a lot of hits. I, I only took three all of last season, and and two of those were for kind of double game weeks. It, it's uh, I'm quite I'm quite loyal. I mean, I kept Theo Walker and my team for ten weeks, and um, you know I think we I call that stubbornness, it. not yes. loyalty. Well, that was stubbornness, but like you know, something I for the for the
0: gravestone in a long yes. time to come. Phil like he kept Theo Walker. <laughs> Team for uh, ten weeks.
1: really thick and thin. Yes, awful, awful. But uh, I mean, Hazard all season, Salah all season. I, I don't, I don't tend to chop and change between certainly the kind of premium assets. Like if I, if I, if I think a player is is kind of worth having in my team, and I, as far as I'm concerned, he's still playing kind of quite well, even if he's not delivering, I will, I will kind of keep him in and kind of and kind of stick with him. Brilliant stuff. Uh, what are
0: your tactics, uh, Anthony? You seem to be doing every single year.
1: Not particularly in terms of I suppose a kind of structural formation. I'm not particularly kind of married to kind of one one way of setting up, but I certainly like to pick my initial team without kind of any noise or distractions kind of whatsoever, and then I I will fine tune the kind of details over over pre season. Um, I think probably this year was was the least I'd I'd ever kind of tinkered, which which when you consider the uh, the game was launched about 27 weeks before the season actually started. I was uh, I was kind of kind of pretty proud of, and I I pretty much kept the same players and structure kind of throughout. So so for example, I I had eight players who who never left the kind of first kind of draft that I kind of put together that weekend. So they were Trent, VVD, Dean, Salah, KDB, Madison, Barnes, and uh, and Kane. And then um, yeah, that didn't work that one at all. Oh, little. Flick, flick Le- little one. It played an advert. Can you believe it, it played an advert for a tra- it played an advert for a train sim game? That's target marketing right there. Oh yeah. Oh no, it started again. Sorry, this has this has gone off the rails. Oh no. man. Um, you can just edit that out, can't you? Or, <laughs> no, we like when i just just, just leave that in. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so as I was saying, so so I had I had a score of eight players and then I, I brought in um Henderson or Denders or as he's as he's known. Uh, Trossard and Pires, less said about that one the better, based on on, on kind of pre season. And those are my kind of three picks that the kind of I think the kind of pre season and Twitter kind of community kind of kind of forged a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm not really an OR player, although I'm, I keep an eye on it a lot more than I used to, um, and now I'm on Twitter. But I play in a couple of kind of cash mini leagues with with my mates, and as as the season progresses, I, I will make my moves based mainly on what's going in there, uh, rather than the kind of game as a whole.
2: And what about your game week routine? So in a standard game week, things like transfers, captain decisions, you know, do you have a a, a process for that or would you find that you tend to do make these decisions early in the week or leave it late until you've got all the information?
1: Yeah, I normally, I normally make transfers Friday evenings. I, I don't like, I don't like early moves. Um, I will do them if, if price dictates. I did bring Pookie um, in, in early and uh, uh, wrecked that party this week uh, just because I could see he was going to, he was going to rise so rapidly. I wouldn't have been able to afford him anyway. And I did, I did kind of want him, and I felt that, uh, that there was minimal risk of him playing or any of the kind of players that were associated with my move in my kind of midweek. But but certainly if there's if there's internationals, if there's if there's European games midweek, I will I will just never do um, kind of early moves. I've been I've been burnt too many times uh, on that, um, and certainly once I've used my wildcard, I'm even I'm even less likely to do it. Um, on the flip side, I decide my captain kind of pretty early in the game week, and and I kind of rarely change it. And um, one of the first things I kind of like doing is kind of sit down on a on a Monday morning or, or whenever the game week's finished, and, and kind of look at who I think the best captain is again, kind of on my own, kind of next week, and, and then kind of leave it on that. And I find a late captain change rarely leads to anything, anything but but ruin. And you know, I almost did it, and if you saw on Twitter this week when I was. I was on KDB all week as my captain uh, and I, you know, I just had this kind of, you know, moment of panic half an hour for deadline that I really should put Salah because he's got a higher ceiling and I don't know in Sterling Even though, you know, everything pointed to the fact that KDB within my team was the best captain this week. And thankfully, I didn't I didn't actually do it. I changed to KDB, uh, changed back to KDB with about 10 seconds left of the deadline. And he obviously kind of did the business for me. So, um, again, grateful that I managed to uh, follow my own advice there.
3: Yeah, no, I always find uh, the last minute captain change normally leads to a disaster. Most of the time. Completely. So um, you know we know how much you love Barnes, but on the other scale, is there any player that you hate as much as you love Barnes, or a team that you
2: just? Can't or as have? much as Mars hates Deeney.
3: Yeah, but you <laughs> see, I
2: hated Deeney, but
3: I still brought him in. I, I, the way you love Ashley Barnes, I can't see if you hate somebody the same amount, I can't see I can't see you bringing them in your team.
2: But you brought him in, and he got a red card, and
3: I that know, impacted
2: all the rest of us owners.
3: So I can't really hear Kylie. She's cutting out. Hello.
1: Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> uh, well, well the, the, the aforementioned Anderson will, will never darken my team again. Uh, I think um, the, the final third of last season, he was that, he was that complete mix of someone, who, of someone who failed every single test going. His, his stats dropped off a cliff. He looked allergic to the box. He just played like someone who could, could not give two shits. And, you know, I was just kind of sat watching him kind of like agape. As you know, a, why have I got this man in my fantasy football team when he he clearly he clearly does not want to be in my fantasy football team? Look at him; he doesn't even want to be in his own football team, let alone let alone a fantasy one. And so no, you know you have got to have um you know you, you've got to have a better attitude than that to be part of the uh, part of the Barnes train. So no, he's he's gone for good. And and uh, I think the other one which I'd mention is I genuinely avoid Bournemouth as as an entirety. Uh, because I just simply never managed to predict them correctly. They are famously unpredictable, of course. But I, um, I managed um, 25 blanks over three seasons mm. before the curse finally came to an end towards the back end of last year with with Callum Wilson. So, so 25 times he blanked whilst being in my team. I started keeping count once I got past 10 in some sort of perverse way. I, I seriously injured. I, I, I ended his his season twice whilst he was in my FBL team. Oh, my God. And and just generally, Bournemouth, I'm like, no. I just like every time I bring them in, they get mauled. And every time I take them out, they, they go on and score. So now I'm just like, no. That's, you know, that's it. I, I actually, uh, the flip side of that is last year, I actually started to make a little bit of money. I, I would actually bet on, on Josh King and Callum Wilson scoring when they weren't in my team. And and I actually ended up winning quite a bit of money from that. So even though they weren't in my team. and that was Because I started winning money off it, I was like, well, maybe the curse is broken. Put him back in my team? No. Like five-game run of nothing again. <laughs> so, no. Bour- Bournemouth, I will not put... I will stick to this. I will not put Bournemouth in, in my team this season. Um, unless... For whatever reason they're in some sort of double game week, and they have you know kind of Norwich and Sheffield United at home, but even then they'd lose both of them, so you know what's the point?
2: pretty sure Bournemouth won't want you to have them in your team no at this stage
1: no i did i did get I did get some Bournemouth fans, yeah um you know begging me not to put them in my team at one point when I started going a little bit public about my my Wilson curse in particular, yeah
0: yeah. Uh picking between Kane and Wilson is uh was the bane of my existence. But uh <laughs> that's the the FBL community on Twitter, of course, you're a big part of it. Um but what is it you like best about being part of the community?
1: Well, certainly not three films and five people.
0: No, no. <laughs> my God. What a <laughs> Go, go keep on sending those chains <laughs> around. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's um, yeah consumed my feed today, but uh, yeah, but you no. Know, generally, joking aside, um, the thing I like most is is the actual joking. It's it's the banter and the humour. Uh, I do I do enjoy all the stats and the threads, but I would the thing is, if it, I would simply get more about myself if it wasn't there. Um, I like the fact that lots of others are going to do a lot of the hard work for me now. But before I was kind of part of this, I would just kind of go away and kind of spend more time kind of doing that kind of research myself in, um, you know, in, in, in my own way. So, so now I'm very much in it for the for the kind of banter and kind of humor aspect. And whilst I I, I take this game seriously in so much that I want to do well and win, but I, I don't lack personal kind of self awareness. I'm it, it is a game at the end of the day and and i like to treat it as such and so i'm quite happy to take the piss out of myself as well as others um you know as long as we're all having a a kind of good time and you know in the same boat
2: um so who were the first five fpl accounts that you followed and still follow on twitter so you might be going back a fair while for this one
1: yeah yeah i I had a look and was um and was, was was kind of pleasantly surprised actually by the by the results so the, the very first um account I followed was actually a uh, uh, FBL um Nymphria or um uh, Nymera from Game of Thrones, as I like, incorrectly <laughs> pronounced the name, for about kind of two years. Um, uh, still still follower, um, great account, uh, kind of great girl Aguero's uh, better half, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, she, um, so so she was the first, and then kind of moving on to um a, a guy called uh, eric clump um handle of at egg and custard uh, he would probably only loosely describe himself as a, as an fbl account but he does beat me every single year and and as such i i hate him so uh then we've got at fbl underscore rich who's the nicest guy on twitter and one of the games more um i suppose eclectic players would be a polite way of describing him he's a uh, Still not publicly thanked me for taking uh, for talking him out of starting the season with a triple Watford defense.
0: Still mm-hmm. waiting on
1: that one. <laughs> uh, and and then uh, bringing it over, the rear, we've got Tom and Nick, who got the assist boys who are basically the ponies that everyone has ridden at this stage. And then finally, um, finally, at Lucy Hynett, who uh, listeners to this podcast should know pretty well. Lovely girl on Twitter, tongue like a shogun sword in real life.
2: I do like the little commentary I feel like if everyone had that In their Twitter bio it would be so entertaining
1: (laughs) One tries (laughs) Right
3: This can't be Barnes The next question But if you had to choose an FPL player Past or present To make it into your team Who would it be?
1: Um, Definitely I think Pete Pete Ronaldo um, Just because I love I love selfish players from from an FPL perspective. It is why I could never take Salah out of my team because I can I can't bear the thought of watching a Liverpool match and not owning Salah because he's just so selfish. And whilst whilst if I was just like a pure fan I might find that frustrating, you know, particularly this weekend where you know obviously he famously uh you know did did not pass to Mane um you know despite having a written invitation on several times. I, but I, that's what I want from an SPL player. I want them to shoot on site constantly, to dribble and go th- to goal all the time. Uh, so, you know, and obviously Ronaldo was, you know, has is, is, is been the, the best in the world during his period at doing that. He's just so single minded. So, yeah, I, I think I think kind of Ronaldo. But I, I, lo- I love owning Salah now, to be honest. It pains me as a man united fan to uh you know have uh, he's never left my team since game week 3 of his first uh, first season and I, I can't envisage a scenario where I'll, I'll ever take him out barring a serious injury so awesome
0: That's great that uh, is boy. patient yeah, yeah definitely um you're hosting a dinner party and can invite any three people living or dead who are they and what food and drink are you putting in front
1: of them um yeah good uh, good question quite a quite a famous one this one i, I think I think a lot of people kind of think quite hard on this question, and often come up with this kind of wild mix of characters, like Neil Warnock on one side and Bill Shankly on the other, and hope there won't be inevitable bloodshed. Uh, <laughs> but if you're, uh, if you excuse me, a slight kind of detour into sentiment here, my, um, my answer is quite simple. I would, uh, I would invite my dad, who died about kind of twelve years ago, and my two daughters, who he never got to meet. Oh
2: God. <laughs> how
1: so, old are your girls uh my girls are just about to turn seven and five they are uh, absolutely brilliant i've been at the fun fair with them all day last day of the summer holidays and uh i think given they're particularly fussy as most children are and um you know we had we had fish and chips as the kind of last day last day meal before we go back to school tomorrow and you know my dad was ex-navy i think he would have loved loved to eat fish and chips with my daughters and washed down with a good uh, a good bath ale so so yeah that, that would be my answer Lovely sounds answer. like a
2: pretty epic dinner party to me
1: yep Beautiful. all
2: right so if your house was on fire and you could only save one non-living item
1: what would you grab well i would already have my phone on me if i even if i was naked so i think i'll have to kind of take that as red uh so after that it would probably just be whatever alcohol i could sweep out the door on my way out <laughs> any preferences um wine you know red yeah. or white probably the red because i'd probably have to make a separate journey to the fridge so you know the kind of red wine shelf is relatively near to the front door well, so practical. i think that would, that would be the first port call yeah
2: Love that.
3: Well, i just like the honesty to be honest <laughs> yeah
2: yeah exactly I'm everyone grabbing, else is like the
3: alcohol. all Even kinds I'm of naked, i'm not chances. grabbing any clothes i'm taking alcohol with me <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. so, well
2: I, you think about it because then you could be sitting out front like if all your worldly possessions are burning down right i do that think is. that Ready having best. a drink but while calming your nerves is, is kind of sensible
1: agreed agreed kylie <laughs> well, um, if you were naked, actually the first thing you
0: would grab when out the door probably would be a pair of jocks if you did sleep naked or something you know I've,
1: I've, I've, I don't, I don't, makeup, I don't never sleep never naked. Have, have I given you, have i given you the impression that I sleep naked Don? Obviously yes, have
0: I, I have through my head now
3: <laughs> Right moving moving on swiftly Yeah uh, apart from sleeping <laughs> naked and walking <laughs> out quietly <laughs> naked what other skills do you have <laughs> special skills
1: uh, Yeah um well I'm a I'm a I'm a perfectly decent cook and I uh, I love to write but but generally, you know, I, I'm one of those people who's is is a bit of a kind of jack of all trades and master of none. Uh, or uh, to be more honest, my, my partner once said to me, you're you're one of these really annoying people who can do everything to a really vague level. So much that you can pass it off to anyone who can't that you're an expert, but in reality you can actually do fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> a vague level. I like that. I've never heard that expression.
2: <laughs> I love that and <laughs> might actually use that at some point I, I might have to recycle that one
1: <laughs> you're welcome
2: so what is your favorite band uh your favorite movie and what show are you currently watching on tv
1: okay uh, favorite bands uh Arctic Monkeys and Richard Hawley who I named my soothsayer fantasy football playing cat after um a uh, shout out to his Nemesis uh, Ernest Cattingway, who's the cat of at Lonesome Pundit, uh, the two of them are in a very exclusive cats of FPL league, looking for new members. So, if there's any uh, if there's any cats out there who play fantasy football and want to join this league, please um, please do DM me and we'll, and we'll get you in that club. Um, Richard Hawley uh, would also like me to kind of say that Ernest is having an absolute shocker of an opener to the season. Um, and would just, just generally like it to be publicly aired, how, how, how rubbish it is So, um, you know, that's that, that's that covered. But um, so in terms of the other questions, what was it favourite movie? I couldn't possibly single out one movie, probably something old like Casablanca singing in Moraine. I'm a massive Star Wars fan. And in terms of TV, I'm currently watching Glow, which I absolutely love in a kind of guilty pleasure kind of way. And uh, I'm still kind of working my way through the second season of Killing Eve. Very I have good. to say, good.
2: I am still stuck on Ernest Cattingway.
1: <laughs>
2: I can't. <laughs> can't. <laughs> I've been silently hyperventilating in the background.
1: I'm, uh, uh, follow him, he's got his own. Unlike Richard Hawley, who shares my. My Twitter account, Ernest Ernest Cattingway has his own um, has his own Twitter account. So you feel free to follow him and look and laugh at his team. <laughs> I
2: think I will.
0: Uh, you mentioned there about glow being possibly a guilty pleasure of yours, but uh, let's wrap up the show by filling us in on one bad habit that you have. One
1: one guilty pleasure and bad habit, or just uh, sure thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, so so guilty pleasure, I. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to kind of mention this, but I thought, you know, in the spirit of kind of being honest, because um, cause I, I I like to think that I have generally kind of kind of quite good good taste in music, but my guilty pleasure would would be country music. Um, and you know, it's it's one of those ones. Yeah, I mean, I can I can hear the laughs. It's it's okay.
2: <laughs> there you was know. actually a snort in the background
1: today. Yeah, I, think. I mean, yeah, sounded like uh, Mars. It's almost it was like was Myers, season yeah. with uh, with Diego Jota around. that was not me. <laughs> I, I got my country at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was not me for sure. The, 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 no, you're more One thing, Direction.
1: The, the, yeah. the worst thing about it is that I can't. It's like it's kind of like a unanimously hated genre. So mm, I, I can't I can't ever play it. I, I try to kind of slip the odd song on a mix without people noticing, like a little bit of Zac Brown Band here or a bit of Kenny Rogers there, but but generally, any more than kind of one song, you get this little voice pipe up of like, "Is this, is this is this, is this a full playlist?"
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tone of disgust coupled with the seriously judgy side eye of like, um, "What?"
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't. Do, but you know, I'd I'd love it. So it's like the only time I get to play it is when like my partner works late, and you know the kids are already <laughs> in bed um and you know I'm, I'm kind of cooking and i think you know I'll probably maybe a couple of glasses of wine deep and i think you know i'll uh i'll, I'll I'm, i might put a bit of country i might put a bit of country on you know i'm so ashamed of it i have to have a couple of <laughs> couple of glasses of wine before i can even make myself do it and, and it's just, it just...
2: just having visions of you just like dancing away
1: yeah. in, dancing the in the kitchen yeah which is yeah. secretly cooking. Else,
2: Drinking yeah. the wine and indulging in the contraband country music.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Do you, did you uh, have? So so um so tell us like do you have like a massive
1: belt buckle? Do you wear one of them? No 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 no. There's nothing. Uh. There's no. There's nothing associated with a dress sense or kind of anything like that. Or the kind of. At think, time. I think there's just something you about kind of wanting, wanting to be in yeah a kind of dive bar in kind of Midwest America. <laughs> Just listening to people sing their heart out in these kind of like awfully cheesy, sentimental ways, um, kind of ending in some sort of inevitable bar fight. I just, yeah, it's just it's just it's just, a, it's just a real pleasure. And I just I just yeah, I I love it. And and I am I am ashamed to admit it. So if you could actually edit out this entire section of the Our, podcast, I would. I would all the
2: that. country gifts I can think of. I'm just going to be like. <laughs>
1: Thanks Uh Phil, it's been a uh, fantastic getting to know you. Thanks million for coming on the stream, Eagles. No problem. It's been uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and um you know, just been be delighted to be on here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> one for each other and all for one. the free brave among Here go. <laughs>